Let's just pray as we come to the, the word. Father, we thank you this morning. We've come and worshipped and we remembered what you have done for us, Father, as we've gathered around the table. Father, we come to your word, Father God. We thank you that it's a living word. It encourages us, it teaches us, it challenges us. Father, it ultimately changes us and we thank you for that. And Father, as we look in this short time, Father God, of what you have to say to us, we pray we will do it with open hearts and open minds this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, taking a step out of Matthew uh, this morning, but coming back to speak uh, tonight of Matthew. But there is a theme uh, throughout the whole of today. Uh, and it's really being called, uh, because to, this morning we're going to look at a character in the Old Testament who was called to make a difference. And tonight we're going to look at Jesus calling Matthew, the tax collector, who's the author of the Gospel of Matthew and the calling that he gives him. But this morning we're going to take a look at uh, a character in the Old Testament. Um, in the next service we're doing a dedication uh, and uh, we want getting dedicated is called Josiah. And Josiah is a wonderful, wonderful story, character in the Old Testament. He's actually one of the remarkable kings of Judah. Uh, simply standing out for his strength and his commitment uh, but more than anything it's because of this that he's called to make a difference and we can relate to that as people because as believers uh, we're all called to make a difference uh, whether it be in our families in our neighborhoods in our workplaces uh, through our church whatever we're called to do we're called uh, to make a difference and Josiah was a great example of that an example is everything because Josiah grew up in a time, a very evil time, a time of turmoil uh, and it was called to make a difference and as I thought about this, I thought for us uh, when we talk about leadership, whether we talk about leadership in the church whether we talk about leadership in the home, whether we talk about leadership in the family there are a couple of things that are important that stand out here the first one is this, is the most powerful leadership tool you have is your own personal example uh, people may not always follow what you say, but they will follow what you do. An example is the most powerful tool that we often have uh, when it comes to leadership uh, in the aspect that we are called to make a difference and people are watching us. Uh, they watch what we do. We don't live in the world. Though. Often you look at some people and they'll do something and they'll say, uh, you know, do, do as I say, not as I do. Well, that's a complete opposite of what we're supposed to do as believers because actually our own personal example is a great leadership tool uh, for what we do. And the second thing we see is this. Example is not the main thing in influencing others. It is the only thing. People will copy uh, what you do and this will stand out in the story of Josiah as we look at some verses from two kings where his story is and you will see that in influencing others it's what he was doing first it's his example first to lead others two verses at the beginning of his story just to open this up it says in 2 Kings 22 verse 1 to 2 he says Josiah was eight years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. His mother's name was Jadida, daughter of Adiah. She was from Boscath. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and followed completely the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. And this is really the introduction 
to, to Josiah. And actually he's given uh, two full chapters here in the book of Kings where the, the book of Kings is describing all the different kings that led. Most of them didn't do a, a very good job. Most of them were out for their own personal interest, their own personal gain. And yet Josiah comes and they devote two full chapters to him. And just to give you some context of the story that he, he, he sort of grows up in, the time that he grows up in, he really came to the throne. Firstly, he, he was a young man. He was only eight years old when he came to the throne. But he comes to the throne in the middle of turmoil and evil. His father was assassinated. Uh, so that's what, why he became king at the age of eight. And the context before this was 100 years before Josiah, around the time of Solomon, a civil war would soon break out. And eventually there would be the creation of two kingdoms. Uh, that there would be Israel in the north and there would be Judah in the south. And by the time Josiah came to the throne of Judah, uh, the northern kingdom of Israel was no more. Uh, 80 years before Josiah, God brought an end to the northern kingdom because God had made a promise to them and said listen you need to be obedient to me if you're obedient to me I will bless you if you are disobedient to me and not do what I've called you to do then you will suffer the consequences of that and unfortunately that's what they did because they continually rebelled against God and really worshipped other idols and the idolatry had taken over the land uh, and so what had happened is the Assyrian army uh, was really the instrument of God's judgment and he had taken over the death toll was massive and the people were taken to captivity as well and, and here Josiah is coming now to the throne but even in his own family line he, he doesn't have a great spiritual heritage he doesn't have a great sort of you know the spiritual family general even though it says he was his father David they explain that that David was one of his his great grandfathers great great grandfathers and stuff further down the line but actually he, he really had some dodgy characters in his family uh, one of them was Manasseh he ruled for 55 years in Judah and the stuff that he did that was only be described as uh, disgusting as vile as a as a leader one of the things he did was he removed God's word from Judah and he replaced the worship of God with idols and even more horrific was he sacrificed his own children to the idols the Bible actually records this that he shed so much innocent blood that he filled Jerusalem with it from one end to another you know this is Josiah's grandfather and add this to the brief reign uh, of his father who followed in Manasseh's footsteps who was simply assassinated in his second year as king by the palace servant this was the spiritual heritage that was handed to this young boy Josiah and there is a responsibility and a calling upon him at eight years of age actually that he was called to make a difference that actually all of these things that had happened meant that he had no godly example to follow in his immediate family. He faced an unpredictable and volatile climate in the world that he lived in. His nation was spinning out of control, heading for the judgment of God. And you would ask the question, what difference could one man make? What difference could this child make coming to the throne in these conditions? Because we would often say ourselves, oh, you don't know how hard it is for me to be a witness. You don't know how hard it is for me to be an example. Or you don't know how difficult it is for me to make a difference. 
Yet at the end of his story, these words are written about Josiah a chapter later. It says in 2 Kings 23, 25, it says, Neither before nor after Josiah was there a king like him who turned to the Lord as he did with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his strength, in accordance with all the law of Moses. What a tremendous testimony to come to at the end of his life, that even though things didn't start out well, even though he didn't maybe have the necessary spiritual heritage, maybe he didn't have the stuff that he needed uh, to do what he felt he should do, he still made a massive difference. One of the first things he did, and we're going to look at some of the things that he did that will help us. Uh, the first thing was simply this. He simply did what was right in the eyes of God. He didn't take his example from his own family. He didn't look at his own family and say, they're a good example to follow because they were not a good example to follow. He rose above the spiritual emptiness and the peer pressure around him. He didn't give in to the anti-God attitudes and the godless choices of other people in the nations. He simply swam against the current of the tide of his day by simply starting out with his own personal priority to say, this is what I'm going to do for me. Regardless of what everybody else is doing around me, I'm going to make sure that I do what is right, that I'm going to do what's right in the eyes of God. And so he set his eyes on this simple single goal, to so live his life that he pleased God in everything that he did. And I thought, what a wonderful example to start out with as we look at this for each of us individually. He just simply set that goal to say, my life, what's my life about? I'm simply going to live in such a way that I please God in all my ways, with all my decisions, with all my choices, in the world that I am living in, that God has called me to make a difference so we see as some years later when he's just even 18 which is still obviously very young he instructed the workmen to to repair the temple the temple had been destroyed but also uh, there was a widespread lack of understanding the word of god uh, there was no law to be read there was no word to be read and and he, he got a copy of the law that was discovered in the temple uh, and it's read to josiah and we get the impression that even Josiah had never heard the word being read before. We don't know whether Manasseh and, and Ammon, his grandfather and his father, had destroyed the copies used by the priests and by the Levites uh, during the reign that they were there. But, but God's word was scarce. And as he listened to it, it says it did something in him spiritually as the foundation of the decisions and the choices that he had to make as a leader he it changed him so in turn it changed the nation because he made sure that he was grounded and the foundation of his life was the word of god simply because the word the law had just been neglected it had been put to the one side and, and the nation had thought, well, we can try and do things our way. Maybe these idols would be better for us. Maybe doing our own thing would be better for us. And Josiah was the leader, knowing, that not, knowing not only that he is called to make a difference, but that he is appointed by God to make a difference as well. And he reads this and he gets this understanding. And, and, you, and, and the truth of it is, is, whenever people do not read and understand, the Bible, they, they have no basis for evaluating 
and confronting their behaviour. I mean, it's so true today, isn't it, and stuff. If we made a suggestion to people that we should live by biblical standards and live by what the Bible says, there, there are two issues. The first one is simply people will turn around and say, well, it's outdated, the Bible's not relevant anymore, it's got nothing to say to us anymore and stuff. People want to live their own way in 2023. And also the second issue is this, is sometimes the problem of the interpretation of what the Bible says when people say it's not for today and that's often sometimes the church as well. The believers will read some things and say I don't know if we could really live like that today because of what it says and so it creates mass confusion and whenever the word of God is neglected so the nation suffers. And we see the consequence of that in Josiah's time. But when Josiah reads the word, when it's read to him, it does something within him. It does something that starts a fire in his heart, that burns within his soul, that simply says, hey, the first thing he did was he had to repent before God. It says the way we know in the Old Testament was they, they ripped their clothes and they poured the, the ashes upon their head and, and that just as a sign of repentance because he knew as the leader, he had to be responsible for the nation neglecting the word of God. And so he does this because he'd read this and says, we haven't done what we're supposed to do. Uh, and that's a challenge that comes down to him to start with. And the nation see this. They see this, hey, this is not a leader like the other leaders. This leader, even though he's a young man, is a different sort of leader. And the difference that he has is simply this. Josiah had his heart on following God on pleasing God and making sure that his eyes were set on what God had called him to do. And he teaches us, uh, he teaches us a few things here. The, the, the first one is this, he says, we must read the word and respond to the word. That's the first thing that Josiah does right here. He, 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 we don't know whether it's read to him by the priest or he reads it, but it doesn't matter because what happens is when he hears it, he suddenly thinks, I need to respond to this. Uh, and that's the way the word is. Every Sunday I get up and preach, I pray the same prayer. We come to a living word, don't we? We come to a living word. That, and we ask God to change us and challenge us and teach us and encourage us. Why? Because it's a living word. When Josiah hears the word here, there's something within him that says, I have to respond to this word. The first response is the repentance, but the second response is simply him taking the nation back down the road that it's supposed to go. The second response is simply saying, we haven't been living God's way. It's now time for us to live God's way. So that's the response of the word from Josiah. You know, when we read the Bible today, and, 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 and we, there, was, there were times when we read it, and it's as though the words jump off the page at us, isn't it? It's like the Spirit illuminates something that we read in the Word and it just jumps off the page. And in a sense, whether it changes our, our thoughts or whether it changes our heart, whether it changes our mind, whether it changes our behavior, that's the response to the word. That's what Josiah did here. And the second thing we see happens is this, the hearing of God's word did a spiritual work in King Josiah. 
It was not merely the transmission of information. The hearing of God's word had an impact of spiritual power on Josiah. It wasn't just a, a dull word. It wasn't just words on a page. This was something that was read and it created and burned something within Josiah that, that in a sense transformed him. It wasn't just receiving information that actually this information led to transformation. It brought him back to the sort of king that, that God wanted him to be. But in doing that, it brought the nation back to the sort of nation that they were supposed to be, one that was to follow God. Everybody was doing their own thing because they had no leadership. And yet Josiah comes into the story here and he's the one that brings all the people back to God and said, this is the way we're supposed to be living. He's called to make a difference. One person as a leader here, one person as the king of a nation, here's the word of God, here's the law being read. And it changes not just him, but it changes the people that he leads. And he actually, the hearing of God's word had a spiritual impact upon him first before it had on the people. Remember hearing the old story where people talk about praying for revival and praying for transformation and stuff. And somebody said, listen, if you want to pray for revival, do this, stand still, take a piece of chalk, draw a circle around your feet and step out of it and then say Lord start with me first Lord do it in me first not pray for everybody else that they would be revived but Lord would you revive me first would you cause a heart to pray for me Lord would you cause a thirst for your word for me Lord and let that be an example to everybody else because it's easy to tell everybody else what to do isn't it it says it's easy to stand and say listen I think you should all do this that's easy isn't it it says I could do that every Sunday and say listen you lot it says stop this now and start doing this and you would be like who do you think you are doing all of this and some of you do that anyway but who do you think you are doing that you know what example is everything in leadership it's everything it says you want people to pray pray you want people to read the word read the word if you want to be an example in your lifestyle, in your behaviour, in everything that you do, it begins in us first. That's what Josiah teaches us the, this morning. You see, the truth of it is this, is throughout the history of God's people, when the word of God is recovered and spread, spiritual revival follows. It can begin as simply as it did in the days of Josiah, with one man finding, reading, believing and spreading the word that's all it is one man called to make a difference as the king of a nation to lead people king josiah stood before the people and and publicly declared his commitment to obey the word of god to the very best of his ability with his whole heart and with his whole soul and with all his strength he says and the people followed because they recognised that. They recognised here is a man who wants to follow God. Not we could follow him, but we could follow God because this man is showing us his example by his heart and by his soul and by his strength. That's what he's doing. He says he's coming to do that. He says it's very hard for us in this day and age, isn't it? When we hear somebody speak 
and we're first thing we say, well, we're not quite sure what the say is. True, if you watch a television, politician comes on maybe, or things like that, people like that, and you think, do we really believe what they say? They're going to make all these pledges about all the things they're going to do, and all of that. We're not quite sure, are we? It says, and actually for us as people in the church, as leaders in the church, and the example in the communities and our neighbours and our families and that, actually we should do what we say we're going to do. But we should do it with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our strength because that's the example that makes a difference to people because that's the example of Josiah that made a difference to the people and they did all that they did as a response uh, to the example and leadership of King Josiah and despite all the efforts though he says there was a problem with the people because the people kept making the wrong choice because though they had the outward conformity of saying yes we're going to do it the outward conformity wasn't coming from an inner renewal uh, and that's where it's got to start that's where we had to begin that's where we began with Josiah it began with an inner renewal his heart and his mind was changed and as he shared with the people the people were like yeah we could do this but it was really an outward decision an outward conformity and, and so for some of them for a lot of them it wasn't really change and stuff but Josiah still leads by example that, that simply he was wholehearted in what he did it's simply the opposite of being half-hearted you know when you look at things and and you know there are times when we come to do things and you know we have that mild enthusiasm that that partial obedience as somebody said or that convenience driven stuff even when it comes to church and stuff uh, yet Josiah's example of being wholehearted with all his heart with all his soul with all his strength he walked in God's ways uh, and he simply made sure that he wove specific habits into the rhythm of his days to be the example to the people. He kept him on the path of holiness and turned his heart to the Lord. He made up his mind before the temptations came because he knew his history. He knew his heritage. He knew the mistakes, the pitfalls and the obstacles that had come to his family beforehand. And he had made the decision that he was going to, wasn't going to fall by the wayside there. You see, all these kings had decided to live their own way. Their, their lives are recorded often just as a couple of sentences in scripture. You know, and it tells us that they did evil in the sight of God. And, and then it tells us how they died. And yet Josiah sets his powerful example. Two full chapters of a story of a man that became king at the age of eight. Who, who died when he was only 39 and yet in the two full chapters it tells us from the start where we looked at about doing what was right in the sight of the Lord to the end of the story there it says he lived for, with his whole heart with his whole strength and with, with, with all his soul he lived out that full life you know often I thought about this there was a simplicity to the life of the godly and Josiah understood it understood that his job was just simply to to follow God and to lead the people to follow God that's really what the simplicity was God already made the promises of how he would bless those who would be obedient to him he says those who would live a way of righteousness he says and so avoided the detours of the path and you know we look at it sometimes and we think well we live in an evil day you know Christianity has never been popular
popular in the world. The message has never been popular, but it was no more difficult then than it is now. He says we're still called to make a difference in the circumstances and the situations that we face today. And this is so true that though we live in an evil day, we can see God work through us if we will seek him and obey his word as Josiah did. Almost it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. The idea that people say, well, they're all doing it, so it's okay for me to do it. It doesn't wash. He says, actually, for us, we take the example of people like Josiah, who just simply says, you know what, even though I became king at a young age, at eight years of age, even at 18, I made that decision to rebuild the temple, to restore the reading of the word, uh, to make sure the law was read to the people, even as a young man. He set the example of what he was going to do, of how he was going to lead the nation. Uh, and that's where we are today, church, as we come to the end uh, of, of, of the sermon. Just simply the challenge for each and every one of us to make a difference where we are with the people that come across our path, to the people that we know, to our families, to those called to make a difference, but to, to make sure we're selling ourselves out with our whole heart, with all our heart, with all our strength, and with all our soul. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for the example of Josiah. Father, we read of other kings, as we've said, and they're, they're given a sentence of how evil they lived and the, the, the way that they died. Yet yeah, the whole story of Josiah covers two full chapters. Because here was a man, Father, who, who lived for you, wanted to please you in all of his ways. The Father God, he wanted to serve you. And he says uh, that, that with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his strength. Uh, Father, let that be our prayer this morning as your church, as we've taken a look at this story. That each and every person gathered here today, Lord, is called to make a difference. Even if they are the only one even if they are on their own, even if their families are the only believer, even if their schools, if they're the only believer, even in their workplaces, if they're the only believer, Josiah gives us the example that we are called to make a difference, even as one, when we have you with us. And we thank you for that this morning, that you are indeed with us. And Father, you have called us to make a difference. And for now, we say thank you today. In Jesus' name, amen.